0: Hello, it is time once again for Movie Mastery. It's the podcast where you decide what we watch, and you sons of bitches.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I thank them. I thank them profusely.
0: So I, uh, I decided to live dangerously for our In Theaters Now episode this month. At my prodding. And put cats on the pole, even though it came out... The previous month, and also there was a very good chance it would not be in theaters when we went to go see it.
1: I had to get a babysitter for this.
0: Ooh, there was one theater in all of San Diego with one showing a day Mm -hmm. of Cats. Yep. And I honestly, I assume it's already gone now. Like, (laughs) we managed to catch it on the way out.
1: (laughs) Well, we saw it for you.
0: Yes, indeed. We went and saw Cats, and will never be the same again. <laughs> it's,
1: it's pretty true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you go.
0: Now, obviously we are, as always on the show, going to get into the full, I don't think there's spoilers, but spoiler review for this after the music. <laughs> but first, I know, Jeff, that you wanted to talk a little bit. About some of the previews for this movie, <laughs>
1: and I appreciate the uh the introduction there John, so that's very nice yeah. that that's who we are um but yeah, I absolutely do because this movie I had heard other people talk about the previews and it sounds like it's pretty much a package uh so there are several and almost all of them are worth talking about <laughs> I think we could probably dispense with the Sonic the Hedgehog one, which was serviceable I if, mean yeah if you know I, I really do kind of feel like he sounds too much like just Ben Schwartz <laughs> but but you know it doesn't really matter um But no, we start with some cichlid, some Christian-style cichlet, no less. Ooh,
0: Christian cichlid.
1: Yeah, where our main character is a good Christian man and a rock star and a super solid hunk of all-American man. But can he fall in love with a girl who is Christian
0: and has a disease? Oh my goodness. She has unspecified health problems. She has psychosis. (laughs) She might not make it, but maybe (laughs) through Either- <laughs> if God is with us... <laughs> or she
1: dies at the end and it's all very sad. Christian sicklet it's rad.
0: <laughs> and then we go right to... Well, in- I mean, I will say this. At least in the Christian cichlid, there is the option that they get better because it's about miracles. That is true. In follow- normal sicklet it mm-hmm. is always, this person gonna die.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe off-screen after the book ends, but... It- <laughs> I love that that is a trend that's happening. And uh, then we go right to In the Heights, which I am honestly very excited
0: about In the Heights. Oh, yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda, new musical mm-hmm. movie. Uh, looks, I mean, at least from the trailer, the music seems pretty good. Yeah, it's.
1: I'm, I'm a huge fan of Lin-Manuel in general, so I'm really looking forward to it. But the trailer is cut to kind of give you the idea of the story. The trailer is perfect at conveying... The basic beats of a hero journey while giving you absolutely no details at all.
0: Oh, yeah. The whole thing is like, I have a dream. Can you I... can't have that dream. But wait, with strength,
1: can I? You can't. But if I, with friends, were
0: here for you, <laughs> dreams. And <laughs> <then> perhaps <laughs> dreams. It's just, wait, what? What the? What? Did you just give me every beat of this movie? But absolutely no nouns of any kind? No. No one's (laughs) really doing anything to be like, here's a specific idea. It's just kind of like, here's generic stuff that might be a Once there was a guy
1: with a dream, but there was a problem. But then, with teamwork, the problem may be overcome in the heights.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The previews for this were fabulous because it really gets you in the mood to watch some dumb nonsense yeah i
1: mean there were several other previews i feel like the well i mean granted there was the call of the wild one which (laughs) god i don't know never seen that before a big fake shrek dog that's the first one of those in alaska that's for sure
0: god i don't know who was like let me read call the wild and then go Oh, this needs to be a buddy comedy, and you're like, "Did we read the same book? <laughs> what is happening right now?" Well, I, I mean, I don't really
1: mind that they added some comedic elements to *Call of the Wild*, which, granted, is a very serious book that was some very serious elements. And yeah, in the in the in the uh, commercial preview for it, it's all just like he gets snow on his nose, he gets to sleep in Harrison Ford's
0: bed. Oh yeah, the whole thing is like. Did you turn this into a comedy? Because that is the only thing you are showing me. The weirdest thing, though, is just that they
1: made up a fake dog for it. Like, there are thou- hundreds of millions of dogs, and dogs are the best animal to train. And you could get them to do things on
0: film pretty
1: easily. We've been doing it for a century.
0: Anyway, here's here's this weird CGI dog to take you out of any moment. <laughs>
1: Anytime you cut to him you're going to be like oh man <laughs> I'm gonna oh god
0: st- I'm just st- waiting for this guy to make dreamworks face f- at me
1: I'm going to keep I am waiting for him to announce that he's going to swipe something and then be admonished not to Oh
0: it's it's uh, a <laughs> a real problem
1: so, I'm going to say So anyway the pre- the previews were <laughs> glorified crazy and they really yeah they did help set us up uh, I mean if you want to talk about the other two you're welcome there was the sonic one and then there was the Exceedingly uh, Aretha short Franklin. Aretha Franklin, which might as well be called, let's get this done before Jennifer Hudson ages another year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's just get it out while we can. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're going to dive real deep into the cat's more
1: mm-hmm. Oh, there's so
0: much to say. And all the intricate plot oh, that yeah. happens in this movie. The plot that was added to the film to have it be a film. <laughs> Uh, we're going to play a little music, and we will be right back with our full review of Cats. Into the sea, you and me. back (laughs) i mean i guess for this
1: film it's best to just start right where the film starts because it's crazy tim burton gotham city circus purple lighting
0: i mean it's (laughs) like 1920s london
1: yeah yeah that's pretty much what it is but i mean again it's everything's purple everything's dutch angles and there's i'm gonna go ahead and say this this sounds like it's the, the score of this movie is done in the synth style that the that the musical is, is uh, in a lot of pots as well, a lot of parts as well, because it was written in the 70s, right? Um, I think. But uh, the score to the beginning of this film and then throughout most of it sounds like it was performed by Mannheim Steamroller falling down a haunted well.
0: <laughs> Which, okay, I've only looked up one song from the original Broadway production of this, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is just... This is just Christmas music, so that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, most of the most of the score to this movie sounds like what I imagine Tim Burton hears when black people talk. <laughs> just, just circus, and then he's like, "You don't fit in my film." I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: uh, so, uh, the beginning of this is a rich lady drives a car and throws a. Bag into some garbage town.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, And there's a number of very human-looking cats watching and
0: prowling around. And at first, I want to say, this is going to be the first time we touch on one of these, has been brought up a lot about this. Mm -hmm. When you first get the cats in this, it is mostly in silhouette, and they're just, like, in the dark, prowling around and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And for that, I'm sort of fine, because... When you watch cats as a stage play, none of the weirdness of it really matters because you're like, this is a dude in a leotard. I get it. And also, there's trying face. he's trying to be like evocative of a cat, but that's it.
1: Yeah. Well, they're in your face, so you get the shock value from that right away in the cat's movie too. Because the opening, that Jellicle song, since it's the opening is an audience interaction song, yeah. where they're like walking up through this through the crowd. So you kind of it's it's big and in your face. You're like, these people are all wearing shaggy coats and they all have dumb makeup and but they yeah, are things like skintle bump
0: with uh, with a musical you're at least like, this is a person... This is what I signed up for. Well, no, in the musical, you're like, this is a person (laughs) in a costume that That, I can see. That is true. In the movie, as soon as they come out from the dark, you're like, oh, this is uncanny, and I do not like this.
1: Sometimes their faces are clearly floating around wrong on the wrong part of their CGI faces or heads, but overall, the physicality of the performers does come through enough that it's impressive to watch them move around. Um, Yes, but the
0: thing I'm saying is, when you see someone that's like, I have cat fur mm-hmm. and twitchy cat ears and an actual cattail and human hands. No, I know.
1: I'm not saying it looks good. I don't want you to get that impression, listeners. I'm just saying that these actors are very physically gifted and it kind of shows. But the thing I really wanted to point, as the, the bag hits the ground and all the cats start sort of appearing in windows and from the sides of cars and what have you, it is, looks exactly like when old movies would do tribespeople appearing from the jungle because it's all like they're shot in the shadows and they kind of are weirdly crawling down the sides of buildings. It's uh it, it's it, it really evokes like old Indiana Jones uh, stuff. It's it's a crazy moment. And it only happens that one time. Through the rest of the movie the cats, you know, you're they're unrelenting. There's never not a part of the movie where there's no cats. Uh, I mean, it from, is from this point forwards. I mean, li- cuz he literally this movie goes breakless from this point like this moment at the beginning like you've got your haunted circus music playing you've got a bunch of cats walking around a bag from this point forward anytime a song ends it's because another song just started which is the musical yeah no i know the musical is two hours of cats introducing themselves and then one of
0: them dies but with this one they did at least add some dialogue like you'll (laughs) but to me that was almost worse because it just takes you so far out because when you're watching something and you're like oh this is a song about someone named rumple teaser mm-hmm. let's cut to james Corden and he makes a quip and you're like that quip is very 2000s and does not fit in what <laughs> and we are watching and it's again it's uh, her him
1: and rebel wilson were clearly allowed to punch up the script with some improv stuff but all the improv stuff is just things like well look what the cat dragged in <laughs> I don't think you have the whiskers to pull that off, and you're just like, dude, why is this added? Oh. Who thought this? I guess it was Tom Hooper. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah the <laughs> the point where Corden has to break the like flow of a song to point out that it shouldn't rhyme. I was like, okay, I get it. That's very i 2000s mean thousands humor also to be like you can't just say tames because it rhymes with Ames. it's thames
1: <laughs> I, unfortunately that was mostly just to de- to deny us the gift of a song by ray winstone
0: <laughs> which yes. is which is cruel it was like oh here it is ray winstone doing an entire cat song i'm <laughs> oh, a
1: cat i am i am indy i betrayed you <laughs> no 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 stop stop don't you fucking stop him <laughs>
0: <laughs> how dare you stop growl tiger <laughs>
1: Alright, so, one of the problems that this movie has, narratively, is that it hinges on two characters who are both ciphers, uh, in that they their stories are mostly, here. Here, are the, one of them is going to introduce you to all the cats, and the other one is going to passively observe all the cats, and those are your main characters in the film, more or less.
0: Yeah, I mean, Victoria is the cat in the bag that mm-hmm. we saw, and she is going to be our audience stand-in that is the reason that anything gets explained
1: one thing I, uh, her voice is amazing and her ballet sequences are both are all incredible she's she's awesome and i'm really and she's new the actor is like i'm sure, I'm sure brand she's brand new. new well she's she gets Just the, cloned she gets the and introducing credit yes uh and i'm really hoping that this doesn't murder her career because it, she was really interesting hmm. her name was like francesca ha- francesca Hay- hayward i'm really looking forward to seeing if she gets to do anything else but, but yeah, Victoria, the white cat, who's just sort of the generic, you know, uh, look what's going on. I have, she's the Harry Potter of this movie.
0: Well, yeah, she's clearly supposed to be like a kitten to everyone else's full grown cat. Basically, yeah, I don't
1: want to even think about that. Given the amount of time she spends eye fucking and face fucking everybody else in the in the. I uh, mean, she spends a cast. lot of
0: time being like. Yo, both Rumtum Tugger and mm-hmm. Mr. Mistopheles can get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. She's she's uh she's got a lot of I've I've got available face. Yeah. Uh which so I don't want to think she's like, "Oh, I was 3 days old." <laughs> Too bad. Yeah, that's what the movie wants. To do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not But anyway, yeah, they they free her from the bag, and then they ask her if she's Jellicle, and before we get a chance to answer, (laughs) we we immediately lose all hope from the Jellicle word, because the first song, Jellicle 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 Cats, is, oh my god, it is an introduction to the film. The purple lighting doesn't go away. Like I was saying before, this really feels like an old Batman movie, because (laughs) the purple lighting, the Dutch angles... And the themed gang is singing a themed gang song is very, very like Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: The whole thing is going to make you essentially from this point forward just not be able to question the word Jellicle anymore. Oh, no. Because the- if they had just said, like, hey, we're the Jellicle cats and left it, mm-hmm. as an audience member, you'd be like, what the fuck is Jellicle? <laughs> but because they sing an entire song where every other word is Jellicle, you're like... That has no meaning anymore. Words have no meaning. Life is pointless. Show me more cat songs. This
1: is like when you get caught saying Jellicle in the garage and your dad makes you smoke the whole pack of Jellicle. That's that's how the, the beginning of this movie starts. It's like, yo, I'll teach you to smoke Jellicles. Jellicle, Jellicle, Jellicle. Jellicles are Jellicles do with Jellicle cats and Jellicle dogs. Just no such thing as Jellicle dogs.
0: There's a Jellicle moon and we're Jellicle cats and a Jellicle ball with Jellicle hands.
1: <laughs> and he's just like, okay, I... Uh, yep, you, you did it. You right. inundated me with the word jellical, so from now on I will just ignore it when he, when it's in things.
0: Yeah, that is just a sound <laughs> that is made. Okay, sure.
1: The song would be better if the word jellical was just carefully omitted from the intact. Because are and do. I'd be cats. There's a moon and a sky <laughs> and a ball and some hands.
0: <laughs> and some hands. <laughs> and they're human and it's creepy.
1: They have claws. It's real weird. So uh, so they sing this song, and this song actually, despite the the huge amount of the usage of the word jellical,
0: is a good song. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say there are about three good songs in this. Yeah, no, there's this one, there's
1: shanks, and there's uh, Memories. Memories. And th- yeah. I think we're going to be in full agreement on that, <laughs> yes. aren't we? Yeah. Obviously, I would also throw a little bit to Rum Tum Tugger song just because. Hey. I mean, it's Jason Derulo doing James Brown. It's fine.
0: Hey. It's kind of a bad song, though.
1: Yeah, I guess that's fair. I thought the performance was excellent. Oh uh, no, that's yeah. the
0: thing is, you look at a lot of people's performance of it. I'm like, you're giving it your all, and good for you. But this is a garbage song. <laughs> no,
1: that's fair. That's very fair. Uh So <clears throat> they they do a whole thing where they're gonna teach. Victoria what a Jellicle cat is, which apparently is just every cat forever. Don't worry about it. And and and, every, and and also, since the word Jellicle is used for everything, she learns nothing, which you can tell because at the end of the song, she just stands there looking at them, and they're like, like,
0: what the fuck is a Jellicle? What was
1: any of that? And they're like, well, hang on. Follow us this way. We're going to do an extended no-words dance sequence in a graveyard.
0: Well, <laughs> first they have to be like, hey, come with me over here. And then there is a group of three mean girl cats uh-huh. that yeah, exist yeah, yeah. in this movie, we never get their names, mm-hmm. but they're like, uh, who are you? I'm Victoria. Yeah, but what's your other name?
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. What's your other name? And then our our uh, narrator for the film, who's a cat who's in the movie, played by Robbie Fairchild, great look, who never gets named. He's I would say he's the second lead of this film.
0: Oh, yeah. He's in all of the scenes, basically. Yeah. And he is... At least until we get to the point where the jellical ball begins, mm-hmm. essentially the protagonist, the person moving the plot forward.
1: He either gets lead or major part in like three songs in the in the movie, and we it, and you never know his name. Like if you're a cat's head, I guess you're gonna know he's Monka Strap.
0: And you're like, Oh boy, Monka Strap, that's yeah. what I was waiting
1: for. But you never get it, but he comes out and he gives us a little song about how all cats have three names you see.
0: Yeah, see, one is the name that like people give you, and mm-hmm. that's Toby. That's gonna be <laughs> toby (laughs) or victoria or Or, james or whatever yeah and then he's like and then there's uh th- the third name which is the name that you don't tell anyone and it's just your name and whenever you see a cat staring off into the distance they're contemplating their secret name and then he doesn't tell you what the second name is but i assume it's Bumblefarts. <laughs>
1: yeah it's the names that know what that only cats call each other because no one has ever named their cat like rum tum tugger yeah actually that's-, that's probably not true i am guess based on the fact that the uh the uh Musical's been in the theaters for sixty years or whatever it is. People have probably named their cats all of these things now.
0: Oh yeah, if there was never a cat named <laughs> Rumple Teaser, I would be amazed. Yeah,
1: there's definitely someone out there right now with a cat named Griddle Bones. Yeah, uh, it's you just, know it. It's just it, it happened. So uh, so yeah, he gives her this whole thing about how all cats have three names, and
0: then that plot is dropped. Yeah, we don't <laughs> ever get her second name. Mm-hmm. And there's no indication that she has come up with mm-hmm. a third name. <laughs> it is just, hey, you're going to meet a lot of weird sounding cats. And I just need to explain that that's a different that's name. That's their second name. Now, what's your second name? And she's
1: like, Sammy Hagar's Wango Tango Cabaret. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, never mind. No, no, we can- well, you're Victoria. You're Victoria. Victoria <laughs> Victoria's your second name. <laughs> uh, so. So then they head to a graveyard to do an extended ballet sequence with with very little words. Yep. uh, At which point we get the introduction of Mr. Mistopheles, who uh, in this movie is even more of a magician cat than usual. They've given him... He's one of the cats... instead of just
0: being magical, hmm? he is a literal magician.
1: Yeah, like actually a magician uh, with a magician jacket and a top hat and all that. He's one of the clothes cats. He's using a
0: pencil as a wand, which I thought was adorable. It
1: was cute, yeah. Uh, but he's one of the clothes cats, and there there are a couple of them who are like always in clothes. Yeah, um, and it
0: is, it's it's kind of it's kind of disconcerting whenever you see one of the clothes cats without clothes. Well, I mean, it's one of those
1: things where where you you see like Porky Pig has always had had a shirt, right? But no pants. Yeah, and you just accept it, and then you're like, why does he wear a shirt and no pants? So you're like, well, why does Bugs Bunny not even throw the
0: shirt? What if they see? But <laughs> it's cartoon it would- rules. The problem with this is when you've got a cat and they're wearing the clothes in this, Mm -hmm. you just sort of accept it the same way you accept Porky Pig without pants and Mm -hmm. a shirt. Mm -hmm. However, they keep taking their clothes off. Yeah, I was like, but if I were to have a cartoon of Porky Pig and then he strips that shirt off, I'd be like, oh, no, now that pig is naked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I understand why they do that with Porky Pig, because he's flesh colored. So you got to put a shirt on him so people aren't just like, where's his nipples? Why doesn't he have (laughs) like 12 of them like a pig would?
0: Why ain't he got them nips? Where's them pig nips?
1: It's the 1930s. Also, this
0: is our new cat, pig nips.
1: (laughs) It's the 1930s, and we are demanding information about our movie pigs. Uh, Okay, so after this long sequence in the introduction of the clumsy but affectionate uh, Mr. Mistopheles, who is portrayed in a sort of... Uh this is a little dove pi- like a like a weak little pigeon boy that I want to
0: take care of kind of energy. Oh, he's he's definitely got sad little pillow boy energy uh-huh. yeah. that radiates.
1: Yeah, he's he's there so that women in the audience will want to feed something soup.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of cat where you're just like,
1: "Oh, oh you." Oh, they should have made him shivering with CGI. <laughs> uh so he but then, finally, Victoria's like, well, what is a Jellicle cat, and why why would someone want to, to ascend to the heavy side layer? Which, by the way, if you haven't watched Cats, uh, the basic premise of the film is that they all sing and dance until one cat chooses another cat to die uh, and get a second life, potentially. Um,
0: now, I'm going to go ahead mm-hmm. and throw this possibility out to you. Yeah. Now, I thought of this theory while I was watching the movie uh-huh. before I lost my mind. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this movie's <laughs> got to lo- lose your mind. Right, there's, a threshold. there's a moment where there's,
0: everything shatters.
1: I think it would happen at different times for both of us, but but there's there's a
0: level. Uh, but I was watching, and I was like, okay, what if this whole thing is... These are dead cats. Oh, and the heavy side layer is is a resurrection of them into a new cat life. I could actually
1: see that, that this is we're and and that would explain why everyone's got their weirdest name instead of like their human name.
0: Yeah. And also you'd have things like, oh, old Deuteronomy has been around for like hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's because she keeps resurrecting and coming back again.
1: Well, they did mention that she's been the Jellicle cat several times. Yeah. uh, And has has died and reascended. So that that does make sense. And also the fact that we see... uh, And
0: Victoria has a song about dancing with ghosts, so...
1: Well, yeah, and also she's delivered to the movie by bag.
0: Yeah, she's she's in a bag that gets thrown sort of in the garbage. Yeah. You could just go, oh, this is a dead cat.
1: Yeah, so if you're wondering if we just cracked the case of this musical made in the
0: 70s... Angelical stands for Angelical.
1: (laughs) Angelical stands for dear little, but sure, I'll take it. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. I'll take it. Um, So... Before we we get a chance to head inside, I wanted to mention a few more things about the Jellicle song. First of all, it does feature the introduction of the film's villain, uh, Macavity, the, the cat played by Idris Elba, yeah. because he gets one line in the song, which is the word, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Idris Elba, in this movie, <laughs> constantly has one of the few people that has lines mm-hmm. instead of just parts of a song, mm-hmm. but also all of his magic powers... Are by him intensely saying one word. Yeah, this time he's not casting a spell. I mean, he kind of does. He turns the poster for oh yeah Mac- Moriarty uh, into Macavity. Yeah,
1: which is a whole thing reference to T. S. Eliot or whatever. But but yeah, the uh, I mean, Grant, I don't think T. S. Eliot wrote the uh sherlock books don't send me any letters about that i know who arthur conan doyle is what i'm saying is that Mccavity was a joke about moriarty in the first place please and thank you uh but no he he turns this this poster into a more a Macavity poster and then he just goes what and then he's just <laughs> he's just gone until we need him again uh and so i just wanted to mention that that occurs um then we get Monka Strap being like, "Well, let me show you what a jellical cat is. I will show you an example of a gelical cat.
0: Let's go meet our first jellical cat, Jenny Annie Dots. Now, why he
1: doesn't just go? All these people around us are jellical cats. Why? Don't I we... am
0: a gelical w- cat. Yeah. Let me explain myself
1: to you. L- let me introduce you to Griddle Bones or Cocapato or or uh, Jelly Dic- Lolo, Stick Duke Laboo or Andelballs, <laughs> what L- Ludicolo,
0: <laughs> Ludo <laughs>
1: This one's Pikachu, because <laughs> honestly, we were talking about this before the, the recording, that half the cats sound like, like a Pikachus, or, or sorry, Pokemons, and the other cat, the other half sound like 18th century diseases that mostly affected pirates.
0: Oh, yeah. You're like, okay, you see something like Jenny Any Dots, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, a Jenny Any Dots could be a Pokemon. Yeah, or a Monka Strap, sounds like it could potentially be. Monka a- Strap!
1: Yeah, or t- I think there's one called Tantamile.
0: Yeah, tantomile T- is very clearly a Pokémon. Yeah,
1: there's no way that's not a Pokémon. But on the other hand, you hear something like Mungo Jerry or Jenny Any or, or uh, Rumple Teaser and you're like, "Oi, law, I can't go sailing this month. I got a case of the Mungo Jerrys." Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> it's, just, it's the there's the two kinds of cats. <laughs> Me rumtums, Tums all tug it. I
0: can't go on. <laughs> I can't go on the ship, captain. Uh, so Jenny Any Dots is garfield moving on <laughs> <laughs> just skip her for time
1: <laughs> jenny annie dots is rebel wilson's character she's what they consistently refer to as a gumby cat now here's a oh, question she's, she is it gumpy or gumby gumby and john okay. let me ask you a question do you think she's a gumby cat because she is portly or because she can magically train mice and cockroaches to do dance numbers
0: uh i believe it's because she is lazy
1: Okay, so it's just it's just that she's a lazy doer. She lies around. Okay, yeah. So she's the Gumby cat uh who it's, is, a house cat, it's a house cat.
0: And I think the entire thing about like oh she trains mice and cockroaches to do things is cuz she's a house cat that won't even hunt. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh she doesn't kill any of the mice or cockroaches that are around the house. She just plays with them.
1: Yeah. So basically like we were saying this movie is just and the musical itself is just, here's an introduction to a bunch of cats that T.S. Eliot thought were cute, uh, and so did Andrew Lloyd Webber, uh, <clears throat> and so did Tom Hooper. But mostly, it's like cat stereotypes, right? So this one's the fat, lazy cat that lives in your house and won't go hunting after the mice and bugs that infest the house, because yeah. they've become accustomed to it. It's just Garfield. It's just Garfield. Except Garfield never takes his own skin off to reveal a second set of skin with a uh, with hot pants and halter haunted. combo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I took my skin off and there were clothes and a new skin under it. The thing about that, if I it beyond the fact that it's horrifying, you know, beyond the fact that you see it and immediately have a gut reaction of horror. Yeah, yes,
1: beyond the fact that it's terrifying that she apparently has another cat's skin that she wears as a overcoat over her own skin. Beyond that, the fact that it isn't just an affectation of the song, but rather shows up later as a power that she has that lets her escape from a situation is madness.
0: <laughs> well, that is this entire thing, yes. So
1: she does a song about how she's... Honestly, it's not even really her song. She sings in it, but but so does uh, Monka Strap. And it's just her being like, oh, I'm lazy and fat, and I train mice to do song numbers, and I eat these cockroaches, and look and at me. And they're like,
0: hey, why would you... Want a new life if all you do is laze around and you're happy. Oh, I don't want to be in this kitchen anymore.
1: That was a very important point, because one of the major things throughout the course of this film is that there are apparently like six cats that are eligible for the whole side layer ascension thing. Like, I, I don't know if they're just the ones who know they're the contenders or what the deal is.
0: Or if they're like, oh, you have to do a submission process.
1: Yeah, maybe they're the ones. Yeah, they they found the golden ticket in the Wonka bar. Who knows? So, something like that. Because they're like, well, why do you want to become a Jellicle cat? Because I'm sick of living in this kitchen. Yeah. But then we see Buster for Jones, the next guy.
0: No, we see Rum Tum Tugger, the next Sorry. guy.
1: Rumtum Tugger presumably just wants a new life because he's crazy and, and confused. But ultimately, of the cats who want new lives, most of them have reasons. Yeah. But there are a few who straight up just don't. And you're just like, why would you want a new life? Your shit seems like it's in order.
0: Yeah. Rumtum Tugger is the stereotype of the cat where it's just like, oh, you let him out and they meow to come back in and mm-hmm. they're never happy with whatever you give them. Yeah. And that's... That's it. That's an, Rum Tum Tugger's entire thing, and it is a waste of Jason Derulo. <laughs> he does not say Jason Derulo once.
1: <laughs> it's true. He, he never says the name of the actor. He also doesn't really ever do a drop of like Rum Tum Tugger, which would have been great if he had, Rum
0: Tum Tugger. That would have been, been per- like okay, great.
1: Yeah, that's, that works. That works for me. He basically does a whole James Brownish performance, which is. He's a great dancer. The the that sequence looks pretty neat. The set pieces are cool because they do like a milk bar thing and a food truck thing. Yeah. Uh but ultimately the song is a hundred percent forgettable.
0: Oh yeah. Honestly, I went home after seeing this movie last night and could remember, outside of memories, the one song that anyone knows from this, mm-hmm. one thing from this movie. And it wasn't even the one that I really liked. It was just the Mr. Mistopheles one because they did the chorus 10 million times. Yeah.
1: And the only one I could remember. And was... I
0: couldn't remember the verses of it, just the chorus that they repeated.
1: Yeah. The only thing I could remember was Skim, Bull, Shanks, because the... that was kind of my break moment.
0: Oh, I loved it. It's a killer but then, song. But then I got home and I was like, I can't remember how that song goes. And it was one I liked.
1: So, Jason Derulo, I'm sorry, Rumtum Tugger has snuck into Jenny Any Dots' house and is chased out. And then he does his song where he's revealed that, or it's revealed that he is the cat who is like, I want to go outside when I'm inside and inside when I'm outside. Also, I fuck. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah, he is the cat that yeah. fuck. He's the cat that fucks. Uh, he doesn't have sex,
0: Max. <laughs> Rumtum Tugger
1: fucks. <laughs> uh, because he's also, he's one of the two that gets all the I fucks from Victoria.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, well, he's got. Like an entire Entire, audience of I want to sex you
1: lady cats. Yeah, they do a whole thing where he's doing some James Brown's like moves up on a stage and there's like an audience of sexy lady cats, Uh, which, by the way, maybe we should talk about that real quick about
0: how sexy these
1: lady cats are. (laughs) Well, everyone's doing like a shoulder roll thing in this movie all the time, which I think is sexy. Uh, Also, the lady cats have mostly been stripped of bosoms. But not really. The And also, they take great advantage of the fact that the genitals have been removed from everybody to just splay them legs. Well, yes. No, notably, Rebel Wilson in particular is just like, look at this. <laughs> look in here.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, very disappointed we did not get any cat anus.
1: I know, I really wanted some cat anus.
0: How, how dare they not have a point where some cat just goes right across the front of the frame mm-hmm. with their butt in it, mm-hmm. and then you're like...
1: Get out of the way! But the important point that I would like to make at this time is that uh, Jason Derulo as Rum Tum Tugger could get all the cat anus he wants. Indeed, I think that's the. I think we're both trying to say that and are in agreement. So he does his whole fun song, and on. I wish I could say more about it. It's just neat. <laughs> but then at the end, we get a shadow cast on the wall, and everyone's scared because he's got a hat on, like McCavity's hat, uh, and they're all they're all worried. And, but it turns out oh it's just Buster Jones. Good old Buster Jones. Answering the question, what would it look like if James Corden had replaced uh Michael My- or Mike Myers in that Cat in the Hat movie? Cuz he has the exact <laughs> same I immediately look. went to
0: Halloween. <laughs> what
1: <laughs> if James Corden was in Halloween in a big fat cat replaced costume? Replaced
0: Michael Myers in Halloween
1: <laughs> Season of the Witch, which he was not in. <laughs>
0: I mean, he was technically in it Fine, in that he was that on the TV. TV. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. So, but no, he comes out looking for all the world like Mike Myers' cat in the hat, like the same black and white, the same long extended face. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's uncomfortable how close
0: he looks to that horrible performance. And Bustopher Jones' entire thing is he's essentially a cat that pub crawls because mm-hmm. he is fat. Just like Jenny Any Dots, but instead of it's because he's lazy, it's because he goes from like pub to pub and people give him scraps and he he, gets into trash. Yeah,
1: he's basically the Heathcliff to her Garfield. Exactly. I mean, and specifically, I mean the old TV show Heathcliff and not the one who just Stands there with his eyes closed (laughs) and observes the garbage ape.
0: Yeah, he does not show up with a helmet that says ham.
1: Yeah. Oh, ham helmets are in season this year, says a (laughs) a passing
0: policeman or something. (laughs) Two birds. Well, I guess we all know what time it is. No, we don't, birds. (laughs) We do not. Yeah, the Heathcliff comic strip
1: has become a weird place. (laughs) A weird, wonderful place. The
0: Heathcliff comic strip is basically th- more like the musical cats now <laughs> than anything else. Yeah.
1: But, uh, but this is like the TV show Heathcliff where he's just always eating a bone he found in a garbage. Yeah. Uh, so he sings a whole song about being fat and being a fat cat and how it's fun to be a fat cat.
0: Yep. And he's like, I get
1: all the food and everyone loves me. And, and throughout the last two songs, both Jenny, any e. dots and, or I'm sorry, between be- the rum, tum tugger and the Buster for Jones songs, Jenny, any e. dots is standing around providing color commentary, uh, which is was like, oh,
0: oh, I could dance like him, mm-hmm. do it to Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah, and oh, he's just he just wants to get sk- he
1: wants a new life so he could just get fat again.
0: He wants to be skinny so he can get fat all over.
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm really getting sick of Rebel Wilson, which was perfect because it was the exact moment when McCavity shows up
0: and just disappears her. Like, hey, I'm McCavity. I'm gonna oh, disappear you into you nothing. Should, you should be scared of me,
1: and she's just like, oh, I am, and then he goes. Ineffable. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. He goes ineffable, and, and then and she, then they disappear. They dis- that time, uh, he also manages to make people disappear by saying "cat" and McCavity and "magic." <laughs> yep, it's a different word every time, but every time it's basically just
0: make people disappear.
1: <laughs> it's uh it's an amazing sentence. Of- Ugh. I still can't believe that he's doing this after he got mad about being Heimdall. He's huh. <laughs> like, I'm not getting enough to do as in these Thor movies. I want to dre-
0: I I be- dress up like a cat, which is to say, in a green bodysuit so mm. that they can CGI fur onto me, and then show up once every hour and go, ineffable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's also a song later in the film, I believe it's Taylor Swift's, where she has to rhyme ineffable with effable. <laughs>
0: and i don't well, I mean think if anyone's effable it's, it's idris elba
1: it's or, or rum tum tugger apparently <laughs> but no she she doesn't use it in terms of he could be fucked it's it's
0: uh he, no he's knowable he's both ineffable and effable <laughs> so the end of bustifer jones is McCavity tricks him into going down basically a pipe that he sh- has trash on mm-hmm. as like a tiger trap mm-hmm. and uh then everyone gets freaked out because McCavity is there and Victoria's all alone and that's when she gets taken in by two thieves mungo jerry and rumple teaser
1: now if you're not familiar with the cats musical you may find yourself wondering why there's a cat named mungo jerry when there is very clearly a band called mungo jerry uh who did that in the summertime song mm-hmm. which actually is a pretty sexist song uh but anyway uh it's because they were inspired by the T. S. Eliot poems. Weirdly, they are older
0: pre Cats
1: music. Yeah, they are older than the musical. They were specifically inspired by the by the poems as well,
0: which is weird mm-hmm. that anyone would be like, "Yeah, you know where I take real inspiration from." A bunch of dumbass poems about cats. I mean, are we are
1: we just taking shots at Andrew Lloyd Webber right now? No, we're
0: taking shots at T.S. Eliot right now, baby. Because,
1: <laughs> I mean, if anyone was inspired by those poems, it was clearly Andrew Lloyd Webber who went and made a big hit musical out of them. <laughs> I mean, OK, so also throughout the course of these first three songs, we consistently see Grizabella in the margins uh, playing fa- effectively Grizabella, the homeless cat. <laughs> yeah and they call her the glamour cat. It's yeah like, she
0: uh, was Grizzabella the glamour cat, but then she decided to go off with McCavity at some point which, and is
1: now we do not get enough explanation for why everyone hates her and she has to limp around like like she's uh the person being sung about in that Phil Collins song about a homeless person
0: yeah, uh <laughs> another day in paradise that's the one thank you but the <laughs> the whole thing is you can see that she's been there that one she. I guess the whole point is, oh, she used to be respectable and she fell in with the wrong crowd, AKA McCavity. Yeah. And now like they found her, I guess, like strung out somewhere. And now she's just, they're not letting her,
1: they're not letting her back in. The mean girl cats in this movie mostly exist, to hiss at her whenever she sh- she shows herself.
0: Yeah. They hiss and are like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here,
1: you. No one ever forgives you for fucking McCavity or whatever you did.
0: Yeah, I guess. Well, the thing the movie really
1: needed, that I- I'm sure it's not in the musical, which is why it's not in the movie, but the thing that they could have added to the movie that would have helped immensely was a McCavity and Grizabella scene. <laughs> just one where he was like, ha, ah, I did this to you or whatever. Bah, you, know, just-
0: <laughs> you can always come back to me. Yeah. No,
1: you can't because I've tossed you aside. Now no one will have you. Who just, would have you now? That's the plot of the movie. Everybody, McCavity, and they just like this <laughs> <laughs> movie plot. <laughs> Fear. <laughs> <laughs> so, that would have been very helpful to explain why everyone's so mean to her. Uh, but she's just sort of wandering the margins, and and Victoria mostly exists to be like, who? Who's that random homeless shambling cat? <laughs> Don't look at her. We have to teach you lessons about mungo jerry and rumple teaser who apparently are thief cats
0: yeah they are cats that are street cats that if you leave your window open will fuck your shit up
1: yeah they're probably the most outdated type of cat in the because you know a lot of these cats are written in old t.s Eliot poems right uh, so th- they're kind of, there isn't really so much a, th- a railway cat anymore as there used to be, but these two are like, oh, you know, the feral cats that get in your house and kill your baby and eat your roast, <laughs> you You're know, like, these don't happen so much anymore. You know, when
0: you have to have your window open cause AC and heating and anything else doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. there's too much typhus in the house right now.
0: And, uh, a cat gets in and just like scratches up your pillows mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. That.
1: Yeah. When he like Kramers up your toilet real bad. <laughs>
0: Kramer's out the window. <laughs> Rumpel teaser. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Mungo Jerry and Rumple teaser essentially are there to try and corrupt Victoria into being like, oh, look how fun it is to just like steal jewelry and food and mess up people's houses and. Oh, we don't have any morality cuz we're two burglar cats. It's
1: really weird that this I'm not sure what's going on with where they set these two up as like bad guys cuz they want to rob the humans and so on, but there's no bit in the musical or the movie as far as I'm aware of anyone being like it's nice to be nice to humans and not mess up their shit and let them pet you and love you and hang around a bit. I mean, there's <laughs> not there that song doesn't exist, so it's like I don't know that for Jones gives a fuck about humans either. I'm, I'm not sure he's like, no, I wouldn't go into a house and fuck it up. That's a mean thing to do and I'm a friendly cat.
0: Well, I think so, given that the real, like, and sort of shown villains of this are those two in McCavity, who has broken every human law. He, he,
1: it's true. He has broken
0: every human law. And they specifically is, say human I law. Know. So you have to imagine that's a bad thing for cats. But, John, know they not cat law? <laughs> no, he has broken no cat laws. <laughs> because there are no cat laws. <laughs> the only law is, be jellical.
1: Yeah, which I have to assume that Rumpelteaser and, and Mungo Jerry are not jellical. Because they're thieves and Jellicle is just, you know, a bastardization of the term dear little.
0: But I think they are because, I mean... Do you think they're
1: they're not up for the the heavy side layer promotion?
0: No, but I think that they are part of the Jellicle cats. They're just assholes in the same way that McCavity is technically Jellicle. I don't think he
1: counts... I I don't know. I have no idea if he's Jellicle or not. Because he
0: could have been the Jellicle choice, but she was like, no,
1: I won't choose you. But she also says never. You'll never be the Jellicle choice and you should just quit trying um so just die somewhere regular style you asshole <laughs> uh anyway the two of them do a number which really calls into question all of these set choices in this movie which we have not addressed up till this point that the cats are supposed to be cat size so they put them in a world of giant cars and so on
0: yeah but and they
1: they get the proportions wrong at a dizzying pace that rapidly erodes your basic understanding of the world
0: yeah especially in this one mm-hmm. because usually it's just sort of Background sets mm-hmm. and the sets will remain the same size regardless of what's going on. Yeah. But here, you're like, oh, we've got a background set, but now we actually have something that's like a thing we need you to hold.
1: Yeah, they they pick up props and act with them here, which otherwise doesn't happen much, aside from a moment that we probably should go back to when Jenny Any Dots randomly picks up a weird pink pseudopod. <laughs> I mean Eh <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's gross. I I it it looks like a brief moment of H.R. Giger, where it's clear that they gave Rebel Wilson a a pink thing to sing into, and they're like, "We'll put, we'll make it your tail and post. Don't worry about it." And then they just didn't. Yeah, and she just picks up a gross pink fleshy floppy hose, and just because, <laughs> like, he's like, "I'm lazy and I'm fat or whatever," and then she throws the thing away, and you're like, "What the fuck was that?" And it's never seen again. But in this scene, in the Mungo Jerry Rumple teaser scene, we see her put on a human ring as a big old heavy bracelet. And I'm like that doesn't work on a cat.
0: That's not that's not a correct size. Yeah, that, what are
1: you doing? Uh but that and that's just regular. That also they keep picking up size changing food for, that they steal from human tables. Oh
0: yeah, they're like, "Oh, I picked up this rack of ribs, but now it's the exact same size as like my head?" That's a very tiny rack of ribs you have there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what's a rack of cat ribs. <laughs>
1: That's why we're mean to the humans. They eat us in this world. Ah. <laughs> in this world, the, the the cat underworld that we live in, humans stalk the world as demons. <laughs> but anyway, they do this whole dumb song, and then at the end, uh, they hear a dog barking. Yeah. And, and so Rumpelteaser and Mungo Jerry are out. Yeah, they
0: fuck off. Mm-hmm. And Victoria... Gets caught on the jewelry she has stolen. Yeah. Oh, right. hoisted by her own petard. If
1: there's one thing in this movie that is a serious disappointment, if I could, say, if I could cite one issue that I have with this otherwise perfect film, if there's
0: impeachable it's cinema.
1: It's both impeachable and unimpeachable. Uh peachable <laughs> and peachable. I'm peachable. You could peach me pretty good. Pretty easy. I, I would not I'd ex- get peached. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's. Uh, it's that we don't get to see what the fuck this dog looks like. I mean, we get to see the cockroaches and the mice, and they just have the faces of human children, and they're terrifying. Uh, but the dog, I really wanted to know what a dog in this world is. Like, if it would just show up and be another dude? I was really hoping. And I even during the performance, I said this to John. I really hope that's just Stephen Fry barking. <laughs> Not in any kind of costume, just barking. It just shows up. Bark! Bark, bark! Bark, I say! Bark! <laughs>
0: Well, you'll find this quite interesting. <laughs> Bok Uh But no. Uh Lee shows up and saves her. Hooray. Now it's time for them to get back over to the Jellico Ball. Uh
1: yeah, yeah. And then I, th- I think, yeah, this is pretty much the moment when the Jellico Ball is about ready to begin. I don't think we get anyone else's major songs.
0: No, not right now. Yeah. Now what we do get though is uh <laughs> Well, since
1: Buster for Jones and and uh, Jenny any e. dots are both disappeared now, we go to visit them and see where they where they've been disappeared to. Some boat and some barge on the Thames,
0: <laughs> fucking being guarded by Growl Tiger. Mm-hmm.
1: Growl Tiger apparently is a cat who is now completely under McCavity's thumb, but he used to be the terror of the Thames. Uh, and he begins to sing a little song while he's threatening them, and they interrupt him, and they just shut off. What?
0: Well, yeah, they're like, this This isn't uh, a movie that we are going to put every song into, so sorry. No. No, instead we have
1: a brand new song for someone else, because we want Taylor Swift to sing something instead of...
0: Well, it's not a new song, she just
1: sings the Mccavity song. Uh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> she's a new character there to sing the Mccavity song. Presumably because Idris Elba was like, no.
0: Nah, I'm good. Pass. Uh,
1: okay, so... So, yeah, we get to see that, and he does the horrifying thing where he has human hands that have cat claws sprouting out of them, because he pokes Bustafer in the head with one. Yeah. Which is nice, because Bustopher and, and Jenny are just going through their, sh- their improv-y shtick, which is just not great. They're just like, oh, this is, isn't is this, look what the cat dragged in. Oh, I could boff a hairball about this. Ooh, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I wish you two would die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at, least they don't. at least they've grouped up the fat cats and put them off from the from the rest of the film. Uh, now, yeah.
0: when we get to the Jellicle Ball, and we get, you know, the introduction to Griselda here, where she's like... Uh, Grisabella. Grisabella. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and... Then we also get the introduction of the idea of old Deuteronomy. This is Monkestrap Strap
1: going his most Grima worm tongue in this movie. Is apparently he is the the completely in love with with uh, oh, old he Deuteronomy is
0: cat a sycophant.
1: Yeah, he is a hundred percent under her thumb. He doesn't want to go to the heavyside layer because he'd have to leave her. Uh, so so he sings a whole song about how wonderful and magnificent old Deuteronomy is.
0: And And then she shows up, and Mm -hmm. Dame Judy Dench. Oh, boy. Even more so than any of the other human hand cat things in this, it's worse for me with Judy Dench because it's coming out of a giant coat. So it makes the hands look even smaller. They look more human. And it's just like, oh, no. And they've given her a
1: big old Persian cat ruffle. Uh, So she's all fluffy. And the problem with that is between the human hands and the big fluffy all the way around the head mane, she just looks like Burt Lars, the Cowardly Lion. (laughs) Like, she looks I mean, she just looks like a light pink version of the Cowardly Lion. And it's very noticeable for most of it. It's like all the rest of them are CGI cat monsters. And James Judy Dench is in costume. (laughs) Also, uh, uh, so is Ian McKellen, for the most part. His outfit is... Because he is wearing
0: all the clothes. (laughs) He's like, nah. Um, No. Oh, I don't think so. Just put... (laughs) I'm Ian McKellen. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps you didn't notice. So yeah, she
1: gets a brief song here about how she's like gonna a d- super
0: old, and she gets to pick the jellicle choice.
1: Yeah, oh, right. and I'm oh my god, her in her opening lines of dialogue in this movie where she's just like, "Yes, I am the jellicle cat, and once a year I assemble a jellicle ball, and at that ball I choose a jellicle chat cat. We call it the Jellical choice." <laughs> And I was just like, oh my god, if I could replace the opening narration from Lord of the Rings with this, I would be the happiest person in the world. <laughs> uh, Whispers grew into fear, and I am the Jellicle Cat.
0: <laughs> so, uh, now we get a 20 minute fucking dance break that is the shit. worst thing in any movie that's ever happened. I
1: know, there's no dialogue, it's just a long dance break. with. Uh, and this is the moment where I turn on Monka Strap. Up until now, I've been like Munka Straps. All right, he's just the narrator cat. He's fine, but at this point, he starts turning into that guy. There's a. It's a specific type of guy that I. I or it's not, it's not always guys. It's a specific type of person who I don't know if everyone else thinks of this stereotype as well. It's the the unassigned announcer man at parties. The one who's like, "Oh shit, something interesting is happening. I better run over there and announce it." It's like, yeah. See, that's not a thing. I have any clue of what you are talking I, about maybe it's just me that i encounter this person at parties more often than most it's not just announced but he's like in this movie he does do that he's just like at the, at the end of a long dance number he'll just show up and be like ladies and gentlemen i give you victoria and she's like yeah i just finished the dance break please don't do what do you you didn't do shit what do you get out of here no one hired you to do that monk strap
0: <laughs> no, i mean someone very specifically hired him to do that
1: <laughs> it was old gus the theater cat
0: uh, so yeah, lots of dancing, it's terrible and boring, I mean, not for the first bit, because you're like, oh, these are very good dances, but then it just keeps going forever, and you're like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, so we're setting up the Jellicle Ball, we're in some
1: abandoned theater, and, uh, I mean... Ultimately, it seems it's very confusing. The performance. First of all, there's not as many cats there as you'd think there should be because there's a point where where Ian McKellen as Gus the theater cat. And before you think, hey, that guy's got a regular name. What the hell? No, his name's Asparagus. So don't worry about that. Yeah, he just goes
0: by Gus because it's easier. Hmm.
1: I, I wonder if Gus is his human name and Asparagus is his cat name. I don't know. And then his secret name, of course, we could never possibly know.
0: No. Hmm. It's Ian. <laughs>
1: Stormcrow, i call him <laughs> uh anyway or lone way among the elves he has to do a performance apparently apparently it's part of the jellicle balls he comes out and he sings about how he's old and he used to like the theater and nowadays he doesn't know what's up with the yeah, theater he
0: he was a cat that was at theater and he basically it was oh what's this oh it's a cat that goes to theaters and all the actors like him
1: but i don't know why he's doing like I'm, is this his jellicle audition is yes this a, a, Cause it doesn't seem that way. It seems like it's just part of the regular show. Like, Oh, we, before the festival. cause literally after he's done, uh, Judy Judy, dentures, old Deuteronomy is like, and now we will con- commune the Jellicle ball where the Jellicle cats perform their Jellicle numbers to pre- to convince me. I'm like,
0: So wait, was he like the opening act? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) Mistoffelees goes to get him and is like, you're on in five minutes. Mm -hmm. Can I say I'm a big fan of yours? Yeah. And he's like,
1: oh, very good. I shall go and do my performance. I shall be on between Hinder and before taking back Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the opening acts. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. He does a song about how kids these days aren't actors the way he used to be.
0: Yeah, I used to be able to... Do anything, and I could just move with perfect precision as an actor and mm-hmm. do any role,
1: especially my favorite role, which was like fire for frelin yeah fire for fl flare, flare. Of of the fiend of the fell.
0: God, can I say right now I wish this movie had subtitles because um, <laughs> um, I would say about fifty percent of what got said in this I had no idea what was being said. Oh,
1: it's completely true. Like even the memory song, which is a banger, and I should know off the top of my head anyway. By the time they were done with it, I was like, I do not know why people don't like her. <laughs> I don't understand. Is it the snot? Is it just the snot? Do you do you snot too much? <laughs> I don't understand what she did wrong. Is this song about what she did wrong? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so he does his fiend of the fell song, which and is
0: Mccavity disappears him.
1: Yeah, Mccavity disappears him, and then we get a break where Victoria sneaks outside for a second. Grisabella's out there, and she does a pre-prise of uh of memories because memories is the you know the banger song. It's the single. It's the one people know. <laughs> it's the single. So she does a little bit of it. And this has some bad optics to it, because Memories is clearly like, I'm a wronged person, and my life's been super hard. And then out comes Victoria, who's like, you think you have it bad? I've got my whole life ahead of me, and I'm young and beautiful. It's the worst. (laughs) Just like, shut up, you. It it doesn't help that they made her a lily white. Now, I know that Francesca Hayward in real life is a POC, but in the movie, she is the lily whitest of cats.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, given that it's like, oh, who are the two outcasts here? Oh, McCavity and Isabella. Ooh you got you got two black people for that. And that's ooh that's a choice.
1: (laughs) I would not have recommended that. Uh yeah, I believe Francesca Hayward is half black so so re- if it wasn't for the CGI this scene would be a lot less uh col- now <laughs> col- uh, colonizery.
0: I also want to say that the rendition of memories here is basically like someone saw uh Les Mis Yeah, it's
1: very Le Miz. and
0: was like, "Oh, if uh if they can get away with just cry singing mm-hmm. uh in that movie i can get away with it here i won't actually sing i'll just cry the lyrics yeah well, i mean luckily it's
1: just the pre-prese because she's gonna come out and do the whole song later oh it's-
0: god i was so glad when that yeah. happened i was like oh thank you for actually singing the song mm-hmm. instead of just coming in and sadly crying the lyrics like a depressed uh damn it i was gonna say william shatner i almost said james kirk <laughs>
1: I would like to see James Kirk sad crying out memories. I mean, who wouldn't? Memories. (laughs) Out of the corner of my
0: mind. Yeah, no. (laughs) Anne Hathaway in uh, Les Mis influenced that too much. A little bit, yeah. Uh, But then we
1: get Victoria who's just, at least we get a really cool line out of Victoria's song, which was the, uh, I have nothing, at least you have beautiful ghosts. Yeah. Which is a cool line. I appreciate that a great deal. Uh, luckily, as it turns out, this whole lovely interchange exchange between these two cats is viewed from the window by old Deuteronomy. Indeed. Who has a, a whole song she sings to herself about methods or something, which it, it felt like the whole song felt like that scene in Lord of the Rings where Ian, Mc- not Ian McKellen, where uh, Ian Holmes doing the 111th birthday party announcement, uh-huh. where he's just like, I like less than half of you, half as well as I should like, and half of you, half as well as is like- is liking half of me. You know, that kind of thing? It, it, that's what her whole little number here sounds like. Well, she's doing the method, but the preparation of the method is not what she is doing. <laughs> it's like, okay. Great. Uh, all I know is that it means you're going to choose Grisabella later. Thank you. Thank you. Now we go back inside and finally Judy Dench is like, "And now the jellicle ball can commence, in which each cat shall come forward and sing their numbers." And you're like, "Oh good, the plot's about to happen. We're going to get the Grisabella thing. Everyone's already kind of sang their songs, so we should be good to go." I-, I hope no one ever they don't just all come back in and they're like, "I'm Jenny Anydots and I'm really fat." And you're just like, "You just you did this already. This isn't this isn't smart." But then she goes, "And we shall start with Skimble Shanks the railway cat." And you're just like,
0: who? What? And <laughs> they do a little, uh, like, verse mm-hmm. about Skimbleshanks before he shows up. Mm-hmm. And then when he shows up, Skimbleshanks owns He's, that screen. It's weird because he'd been in the room the whole
1: time. Because it's very clearly the one cat wearing red suspenders. So you can see him in background shots before his introduction, which whatever I don't care, it's fine. But boy, oh boy, is his song baller!
0: Yeah, and one of the few songs that gives you the cat from the cat point of view, mm-hmm. because the other ones are just like, oh, I'm I'm fat and I wander around, or like, mm-hmm. oh, I I go in and I go out. But this one is like, oh, yeah the the train can't run without me because. I'm the railway cat. And of course, I follow behind the porter whenever he checks tickets just to make sure he's doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, not only is this song baller as hell, Mm -hmm. it slaps.
1: Also, the reason that they put him in pants is because he's going to do a tap number, which is incredible. Now, about three quarters of the time when I'm seeing tap performance... I can't tell if they're actually dancing or if they're just fucking with us and moving their feet really fast. Yeah. So sort of like and then random. they just it in noise after. Yeah. Well, you can see they have metal crap on their shoes. So just yeah. Like I can't tell if they're like, oh, I'm doing a, a planned and practiced routine or if they're just sort of flipping out with their feet a little <laughs> bit. I I don't know. The, the difference between a person having a seizure and a person doing really good tap is mostly me the music choice, <laughs> as far as I can tell.
0: The music choice. <laughs> Ooh, bad music choice. I think they're having a seizure. <laughs>
1: But this is a really solid tap performance. It's incredibly cool to watch. Yeah. Um. So this this is an awesome. This gives me a, a lot of life for a song I'd never heard of. I mean, as a casual cat's acquaintance, I knew what
0: memories was. Full stop. Yeah. <laughs> this song Uh But Shanks <laughs> finished and gets. Sucked into the air. Well, he does and a cat move and flies into the air. <laughs> yeah. Because McCavity has disappeared him as well.
1: And it doesn't, McCavity, this is the only time where McCavity doesn't say a word. He just cackles invisibly from the distance. Uh, so the audience and the people, I'm sure the cats in attendance as well, were like, did he just get. Is, that, is this part of it? Is Part of it. Part of it. The spinny dance ending is the finale. <laughs> Where I disappear into the sky, part of my act. Also, here's the question I had about all this. Why does Skimble Shanks want to ascend to the heavyside layer? He clearly is, is content and happy and has a job that he feels
0: responsible for. That's why I think it's because they're all dead.
1: Even then, it seems like he's settled into being dead, and you can tell a lot no, of these cats... because he wants
0: to go back and be a railway cat again.
1: I guess that's fair, because a lot of these cats don't even try. Like, Monka Strap's not like, I'm MonkaStrap, please consider me. I would be a great narrator cat in the Lurth as well. Like it, it, or uh, the, all the Mean Girl cats, it's not like they're like, oh, pick us, we'll do. Uh, I don't know. We were uh,
0: assholes when we were alive. Yeah,
1: they're just not even trying. But Skimbleshanks puts on a whole number, and I'm like, it feels like he's of all the cats, he's the one who's like, no, I don't want to ascend to the heavy side layer. I got to be at work in the morning. Some of us work for a fucking living, Jenny, any dots,
0: and that is why I think they're dead. <laughs> That's fair because he can't go to work in the morning because he's dead.
1: Well, this musical was written in the '70s, John. I have news for you: they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> hang in there baby all the cats of cats are dead
0: <laughs> uh, uh anyway <laughs> uh then we get the macavity song where oh my god bomba taylor swift comes down and is probably gonna be some poor young teenagers furry root oh, well yeah because of all the cats in the film
1: she's the one where they left the boobs on yeah and she's just
0: like uh yeah mcavity well they, they had uh. to, they
1: had to leave the boobs on her because she does that that top shoulder boob
0: shake move more than once in her dance number oh yeah whereas everyone else is just sort of doing like ballet we're mostly. slinky yeah and dancing she's like i'm sexing at the camera
1: mostly this is a taylor swift performance stuck randomly into the middle of the film uh she she pops up and just does a regular tip she has backup dancers the mean girl cats get into it
0: uh the whole point of this, though, is that she is dropping catnip as well as Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. And Griddle Bones. And Griddle Bones, who does not get named. <laughs> yeah,
1: she does. That's why I was so confused. At the very end, Deuteronomy's like, or not Deuteronomy. Oh, She's, yeah. Yeah. They, they, someone pops up and is like, catch them. It's Rumple Teaser and Mungo Jerry and Griddle Bones. <laughs> They're the ones who catnipped everybody. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, it was Bombalarina. Get her. Come on, man. Bombalarina uh. does a gr- a rad song. There's a staircase that appears for her and McCavity to dance on, and then the screen- the camera pans away from her, and she is gone.
0: Oh yeah, she <laughs> does come back, but uh, yeah, she was like, "And that was me." <laughs> but during the McCavity song, Idris Elba shows up. Sans giant coat he has been wearing.
1: Oh my god, he strips it. You see him take it off, and it is horrifying.
0: And at that point, it really is the Porky Pig took his shirt off because you're like. Oh shit! That dude's naked. Well, here's
1: the problem with Francesca Hayward they they went she's like of color of some degree. They made her Lily White with uh, with Grisabella. They made her like dark gray, so she doesn't look like her normal skin. Jennifer Hudson skid tones. With uh, Idris Elba, they made a whole cat that is Idris Elba colored.
0: Yeah, you're like I'm. I'm about to see this dude's dick, ain't I? Yeah.
1: No, there's no one in a whole movie full of n- almost nothing but naked people. Idris Elba is far and away the nakedest person.
0: <laughs> it is true. And I
1: mean, we're watching scenes where, where like, Rebel Wilson takes her skin off and she still has more clothes on than, than Idris Elba ever will. It's, uh. oh my God, is he ever naked?
0: But yeah, he's like, all right, I got rid of everybody else. I disappeared them or coma them. Mm -hmm. So I'm the only one left. I have to be the jellical choice. And old Deuteronomy is like, fuck you, buddy. No. So he disappears her to the boat as well. The
1: question, this is really the thing about the plot that gets me is he's like,
0: I'm the only one left.
1: You must choose me. And I'm like, dude, who are you talking to? You're in a room full of cats. There's still so many. Go get them. Go get Cocopino or Ludicolo or whatever the fuck. Go catch those Pokemons. You're not you're not done yet. It'd be great if she just was like, oh, you think you've caught them all, do you? The Jellical Choice is Monkus Trapped. The
0: Jellical <laughs> Choice is Mewtwo.
1: <laughs> He's just like, you think you caught them all? Who do you think the Jellical Choice is? It's Pikachu!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jellicle- <Kefairy>. Fuck! <laughs> uh so yes, he disappears her, and then we get Mistopheles as the song because they're like, hey, you're You're magic. Bring her back. And he's like, no, I'm a magician. I do illusions, Michael. This (laughs) whole thing, he's just like,
1: haven't you guys seen what I do? I just pull, like, flowers out of a hat. I can do card tricks. I can do dice stuff. It's weird because he pulls out cat-sized cards and then a human-sized die. Well, yep. (laughs) Uh, but, but yeah, they're all just like, your magic, fix this. And he's like, I am very clearly not magic. It is all illusions. Look, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the Pendulette here. What we do is perform stunts.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> even the, like lyrics to a song is, oh, someone will hear him outside, but he's actually inside. And it's that sort of like, oh, where'd that cat go? I thought I put him outside. Oh, he's in the hall. Yeah. Oh, he's magic because he's never where you think he is. He's literally
1: magic because you don't notice him.
0: He's magic because you're like, oh, I heard
1: him on the roof, but he wasn't on the roof. And you're like, okay. So you heard a noise and you thought it was him. He's, but yeah, so he's game to, he's like super nervous about it, but eventually he becomes game to like point a pencil at, at, at uh, old Deuteronomy's bed and go, uh, and nothing happened. Oh, God damn. I completely forgot. When they catch Rumpelteaser and Mungo Jerry, we get a nickname.
0: <laughs> I was just having a bit of fun. I didn't know he was going to take old Doot. <laughs>
1: And I was like, you're telling me that we've been saying old Deuteronomy this whole time when we could have been saying old dude? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I'm never saying anything but old dude ever again. In fact, every cat in this movie is named old dude now.
0: <laughs> uh so Homeless
1: yeah. Dute, young dude, white dude.
0: <laughs> the whole song is just the chorus sung at Mr. Mistopheles oh, yeah. over and over again to encourage him yeah. to gain the power of summoning. What's that? Is it, is, was there ever a uh, cat as clever as Mr. Mistoffelees? Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, there never was a cat so clever as magical Mr. Mistoffelees. Yeah, that's the one. And then they just say it five million times.
1: And then finally, we cut to a scene where we see them escaping from the boat. And I don't know, does he magically return No, he her? magics Deuteronomy yeah. back, yeah. and none of the other cats that have been stolen. <laughs> and no- notably, when she comes back, because she doesn't appear in the bed, she just walks in off stage behind Yeah, because
0: everyone's looking at the cat bed, and she's like, oh, now I'll do the chorus by myself, and then we'll do the chorus ten more times. Mm. Okay, here we go. Here's a few <laughs> more copies of the chorus. You know what? Here's Jenny Antidots' song again. <laughs>
1: whatever we cut 18 songs from this musical by the way uh Uh, yeah so so to like make him feel good about how great of a job he did yeah at this point job it's it's very clear that him and victoria have fallen in love
0: yeah they are definitely ooh a little too much on each other
1: they got some sniffs
0: and uh they they give each other
1: some of them bro sniffs
0: Gus, Jenny, and Bustopher manage to escape. Well, and Skimble Shanks. Don't forget Skimble Shanks. Oh yeah, Skimble Shanks is there. I keep forgetting he was there. Yeah. So effectively, they
1: use their various powers that have been established over the course of the film to defeat Growl
0: Tiger and escape. So <laughs> Jenny, Jenny manages to get out of the chains that her and Bustopher are in by. Peeling her skin off to reveal and sliding her. out of the chains. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to reveal her halter top hot pants combo again. And then she hits
1: herself in the face with the chains. Buster for Jones coughs up a hairball at Growl Tiger. And then you know, Skimbles- uh, he gets Skimbleshanks tap
0: dances <laughs> him to the edge of a plank. Aggressive combat tap dancing is a part of this movie. Yes, he gets tap danced at. Yeah. And then finally... Uh, Gus the Theater Cat acts So good acts like Firefro Frelin, the Fiend of the Fell, so much mm-hmm. that it scares Growl Tiger into the water. Uh-huh. He acts so hard, you guys. He acts so hard. He trod those boards till they exploded. His hair turned all Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yes, at this point, uh I think we get Victoria to bring... She
1: just goes outside again, because we already had a scene where she, like, slips away from the crowd, goes outside, oh, yeah. gets the pre Victoria
0: goes out and is like, okay, now you need to come inside and tell everyone the song that I heard you doing. She just does the exact same scene again, but this time she's like, no, come with me. And then she walks
1: her in there, and everyone's all hissing at her and stuff, marches her to the middle of the room and just goes, sing. <laughs> it's- and-, and you see Grisabella like, what? How the... The, the fuck... <laughs> Who are you? I ain't your dancing monkey. Get the fuck out of here. I ain't going to sing because you said so. Bullshit. Meanwhile, you see Monka Strap running from off screen to be like, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, shit. I missed it. <laughs> but no, she does memories, which, you know,
0: and it's fucking Jennifer it's,
1: Hudson doing memories. I don't know what you- And would, it,
0: it kills. And so, of course, old dude's like, well, you're the Jellicle choice. Duh. Uh,
1: <laughs> I was really... Her her rendition of memories is... It, I actually didn't much care for the presentation of it here, but the her voice is astonishing, so it's fine. Uh, the Because, sura- again, it's just more Manheim, Steamroller, Haunted Woods, Circus music. Uh, but she's overpowering that and is amazing. I half expected that Futurama scene where Leela just walks up and get, takes Fry by the hand and just walks her into the bed. But, oh. but instead, she's like, No, you are the Jellicle Choice. And, uh... Because it'll it'll take you away from us. You'll die. That's <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. The easiest way for us to get rid of you this time is to strap you to a chandelier on a hot air balloon and get rid of you forever.
0: And into the air you go. <laughs> Goodbye. Please do not come back. <laughs> we have learned nothing. Now, at this point, you would think, all right, we've concluded pretty much everything. We've gotten the fact that uh, we've concluded the ball. McCavity lost. McCavity uh,
1: specifically jumps on the rope hanging from the bottom of the flying. Yeah, he's chandelier. like, "Oh, I'm going
0: to stow away to the heavy side layer and falls. He falls and lands on what's Napoleon, his Napoleon. because he's Napoleon. the Napoleon of crime.
1: Yes, yeah. Um, oh, he announces that it is announced for him during his song.
0: Yes, that's part of the lyrics. Yeah. is that he's the Napoleon of crime? Yeah, the Napoleon of cat-based human crime. But. At that point, you would think, oh, we're done. Yeah. We're done here because we've we've done everything we could. And every everyone's cat? safe. Yeah. We've finished the Jellicle we Ball. We had a big chorus
1: escorting her off, uh, uh, Grizabella, where they're all, like, pointing at her all, all dramatically, oh, yeah. and they do You're a like, big chorus.
0: oh, this is the end of the movie. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> now they all gather outside, and Dame Judy Dench... Mm-hmm turns to the camera
1: <laughs> this was your your break moment this mine w- was when everyone used their combat tap dancing powers to scare growl tiger off the ship nope
0: i was still fine then <laughs> i was keeping it together but dame judy tench turns to the camera and says you know like thanks for joining us mm-hmm. now it's time to teach you a little lesson about cats you see cats are not dogs and the enormity of the absurdity that i had just watched i think the important thing here came crashing down on me
1: the gravita with which she delivers like looking right into the camera
0: cats are not dogs it's just like i was like oh my god i've been trying to take this film seriously into this point (laughs) and then they just pulled the curtain back and were like no You've been watching cats introduce themselves for two hours. Go fuck yourself. And my mind shattered. I know. Because- I began laughing so hard, my stomach hurt. Yeah. I could not contain myself anymore. Well, we him- I died. There's a movie that we I watched. I went to the heavy side layer. <laughs>
1: There's a movie that we watched before we ever started Movie Mastery. Years and years ago, I brought John over to trap him with it. Uh, and it's a movie called Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny.
0: Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny is a movie from
1: the. It's a Rift Tracks thing, but yeah, it's Rift Tracks. But it's ultimately the Rift Tracks guys don't add anything that is relevant. Really, it's better without them.
0: The whole thing is just this sort of like multi-layered, like oh, Santa gets trapped in Florida, and in Florida, some kids go to an amusement park, and in the amusement park, there's. Or no, Santa tells a story of an amusement park, and in the amusement park, the amusement park tells the story of Thumbelina. Uh Uh-huh, and
1: so you watch Thumbelina from start to finish.
0: And then Thumbelina goes back, and we go back to the amusement park, and then it brings it back to Santa. So you go down like three layers and back up three layers. And the whole
1: thing is done with like a $45 budget, and everyone's mumbling their way through it. There's
0: almost no sound quality. Santa is dirty and disheveled. I mean, clearly sweating because mm-hmm. he's in Florida in a full Santa outfit.
1: But the movie's about an hour and a half of just boring nonsense forever. And then at the very end, as you're wondering who will rescue Santa out of nowhere, and the Ice Cream Bunny is this ca- is a character in this film that you have not seen. You, no. In fact, by the time you see him, you have forgotten that he is a part of the movie.
0: Yeah, you're like, oh, this is called Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, and we have got none of that. And Turns then, out, they- the, ice, the Ice Cream Bunny was a mascot mascot for this uh, amusement park, because this was all basically made
1: by the amusement park. Now, he comes riding through the amusement park, which is disgusting, by the way. The amusement park has, like, lots of standing Florida water all over it. Oh, yeah. just looks horrifying. But he's on an old-timey fire truck, and he's just this cheap rabbit mascot costume with, like, creases in the costume where they keep it folded. And and,
0: uh... (laughs) he shows up to help Santa... And there is a point where he's like, it's my old friend, the ice cream bunny. As I expected and established. <laughs> and the ice cream bunny begins sort of nodding. But in the, in the background, what is added to this scene is the MST3K or uh, Rift Tracks guys going, oh, 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 oh. And when that happened in that movie. I broke. I could not breathe anymore. <laughs> My reality shattered, and I saw through the illusions of life. <laughs> it was.
1: Check it out for yourself if you have not Just go to. I think it's on uh, the 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 uh, Rift Tracks website. You can find Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. Uh, if you, it's an endurance test to yes. sit all the way through it to the end of it. But if you can, it will destroy you.
0: And that is the exact reaction uh-huh. I had to the end of Cats. Uh huh. Now, I, I hit, was
1: done. It hit me earlier than that when, when, like I said, when you saw finally got to see Skimble Shanks, who was introduced three minutes ago, having the cathartic release of his superpower tap dancing used to defeat our mighty foe. <sighs> I was like, I can't, I can't. I can't with it. I, I, this, I honestly I,
0: don't even know what the last song was, because I was incoherent through most of it it's just
1: judy dench doing some random number because it's not just cats aren't dogs it's also like
0: oh if you want to be friends with a cat you yeah, gotta be, give them cream or some yeah, shit.
1: yeah give them cream or salmon pate or and she just there's a long list of things you could offer a cat and then finally don't be aggressive with a cat be aloof and the cat will be aloof and eventually the cat will sleep on you and you'll be like yay a cat and that's pretty much that her song it's it's just that uh, and it's it's her and Mistopheles and Moncus Strap and Victoria, Victoria sitting on top of a pedestal as all the other cats are like exulting around them, and you are like, how did Munkustrap get up here? Well, I guess because he's the seneschal, he's,
0: he is the sycophantic <laughs> yeah. hanger on. He's the grand
1: vizier of cats, and Mister Mistopheles, of course, did the rescue. And I guess Victoria is new, recognizably the main character. She has PC Halo, and so well, like
0: at that point, of course, we have to end with like, you truly are a jellicle cat a jellicle cat i'm like again say it again come on more say jellicle cat some more and that's the end that's the end of the movie that's where it stops
1: (sighs) jeff yeah yeah what's up john what's up
0: good lord this movie Mm -hmm. hurt now it's not quite the drug trip that people say it is But it will definitely destroy your brain at the end.
1: I mean, I was not expecting the relentless pace of the songs. I thought that they were going to movie it up a little, you know, Mm -hmm. and they do not. No,
0: there's barely a plot to hold this together.
1: Yeah. Uh, Which is a very choice.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a thin veneer over the constant song.
1: The moment where I where I didn't say anything between very and choice was me emitting (laughs) Jellicle.
0: Jeff, I'm going to ask you real quick. What was your favorite thing in this movie? Oh, it was the Jellicle part. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved how jellical this movie the, that, was. Yeah, the Jellicle part
1: was like so Jellicle, because the Jellicle cats were-, were uh, They could. They could. And they did. And they did,
0: <laughs> and they did so they could.
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean, ultimately, I, I'm going to set aside Jennifer Hudson knocking memories to the heavens and back, because that's just obvious. That's the, uh, the Honestly, that'll be the thing that gets stripped from this movie for posterity uh and, and say Skimble
0: number See the thing is I liked Skimble number more than I did hers <laughs> I was like nah this right, is
1: my favorite All right fine you can have Skimble Shanks uh obviously Jennifer Hudson performing memories then it was incredible <laughs> I mean it's it's what you want it was the only it, it's probably the reason this movie even happened
0: I mean again like, the reason it Falls for me is because of the crying. I'm sure, but that's just the pre-freeze. Perform- no, even in the main performance, you got a little bit of that cry singing.
1: Yeah, but it's p- the same places where it is in the musical. I mean, it's <sighs> it, it's fine. Everything's fine. I, ultimately there's so many movies right now that are going to be coming into existence specifically because we have to capitalize on the existence of Jennifer Hudson uh, that I feel like this is just another movie that was like it. And they couldn't make a movie just called Memories. which is like, oh, I mean, Jen- they could have. Jennifer Hudson sings the best song from Cats 17 times. <laughs> uh, so that was, you know, easily the best part of the movie for me. As Gimbal Shanks, I would also say was incredibly amazing, but please tell us why. Uh, or pick another part. I well, know.
0: I mean, just the performance of it. I, as I said before, I love the fact that the lyrical choice and the point of view of it, because all the other songs are just like, hey, have you ever seen a cat? This is one. Like, at least that was sort of telling a story.
1: That's true. I mean, ultimately, the funny thing is, I feel like the Skimble Shang song is a non sequitur thing because it's like the plot's finally getting going. We're starting the ball. And now, out of nowhere, a cat no one's ever heard of. Go! But the thing is... He's doing a performance at the Jellicle Ball. Of anyone, he is the most diegetic song. Of anyone, he is the most Jellicle. Yeah, he's the one. Him and McCavity songs are both performed at the Jellicle Ball for For the Jellicle Ball. As auditions. And it's like, when you first see his performance, you're like, what the fuck? This came out of fucking nowhere. But then when you think about it, you're like, no, wait. He's only the one cat playing by the rules. Well, I mean, and Gus. Oh, sure. But I don't even think Gus is a contender. I I think he Like I said, I think he's just an opening act. (laughs) He's just there so that the uh the main band can like do their warm-ups and sound checks and stuff.
0: Huh. Uh now oh Gus, so I have some merch available. <laughs> I'll be at the back of the table. <laughs> Jeff, what was the worst thing in this movie? I don't know, the rest of it. <laughs> Pick one thing.
1: <laughs> uh I'm gonna say the the CGI used to obscure the excellent dancing. The problem with a lot of the dancing in this movie is that they are not above you taking CGI liberties to bump it up a little bit. So you can never be sure whether you're seeing beautiful human performances or just CGI used to make people yeah, speak someone go just faster. Yeah,
0: made a computer image dance. There's a moment
1: during the Skimbleshank song and another one during the Mes- uh, Mr. Mistopheles song where people lift up their hats as part of the dance number and for no reason at all, they have CGI'd mice in there who just either go back under the hat or disappear and run away and no cat remarks on it. And, and it's it's it was just added to the film in post to just add some extra whatever. Yeah, just punch it up. Yeah, which I hated. I was like, these performances are excellent. You don't need to have random mice popping out of random hats. It's So I'm going to say the CGI kind of took away from several of the performances. Great. And that'll be me. OK, you I'm
0: going to say that 20 minutes fucking dance break because fuck the dance. I don't care about it. <sighs> I don't want 20 minutes of dance.
1: I'll, I'll disagree with you on that one, because a lot of that was Victoria be- doing on uh, CGI ballet, which was gorgeous.
0: Man, it was too long. It was way too long. I
1: guess that's fair. Given the number. I mean, of-
0: the other thing is the old Deuteronomy song is the most boring fucking thing I've ever listened to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. A lot of the songs in this movie, here's the problem with Cats, the musical. It's got memories. And then, you know, 35 other songs that you are <laughs> not going to remember after you heard them. Some garbage. Yeah. This isn't Grease, where you can, like anyone can rattle off most of the Grease
0: songs. <sighs> All right. Let's go ahead and give this, each of us, a rating. Zero to five gives the movie a rating out of ten. Jeff. Uh this is one of those ones where I want to give it a
1: high score because it's absurd and people should see it because it, it provides a cathartic movie going experience. But realistically, I have to say it's about a two. Like this movie is more failures than successes, mm-hmm. and it's just the experience of those failures that are that's so mind-boggling and, and life changing. Okay. What about you?
0: Uh I'll give it a three because it is watchable. I had obviously a lot of complaints, <laughs> but the production value is very good. Yeah. I, if the production
1: value was that good, they would have let us see what the
0: fucking dog looked like. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, that was just a choice. You don't get to see dogs. It was a jellical choice is what it was. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think I'm going to, it It gets the extra point just for putting jellical into the vernacular. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's ruined our podcast, that's yeah. for sure. So there you go, a 5 out of 10, a perfect halfway might be good, might be terrible.
1: Ooh, it's a mystery. You'll just have to find the one showing in your town still. Yeah,
0: it's a Macavity mystery show.
1: <laughs> Ineffable.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back in a couple of weeks with Magic. more movie mastery. Cats! <laughs> Until then... If you want to listen to any of our other stuff, you can go to our website, systemmasterypodcast.com. All of our podcasts are there. Or if you want to support us, you can get everything on one feed over at patreon.com slash systemmastery. Has everything, and you can make it so we get to keep doing dumb crap like this.
1: Yeah, that's the best way to go. That single RSS feed will give you all three of our shows, plus all of our bonus content that you have personally unlocked. It's way easier to organize than any other method
0: yeah if you're a fan that's the best way to do it you got it so we'll be back be sure to stop by our discord if you want to suggest a movie to us sure uh and we will eventually have the poll for next month up although it might just be that we're forced to go see another shitty movie from this month (laughs) who knows (laughs) but until such a time as we do that you have a good one